Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? You are listening to The Big Cruise Podcast. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to The Big Cruise Podcast, episode number 59. And it may sound a little bit different because uh, we're actually out and about, Chris. I know, it's quite exciting to see you in, in person here, Baz, rather than <laughs> staring to, at, uh, at the screen. <laughs> all thanks to the listeners because, of course, uh, people can support us through buyers of coffee, which normally means just a donation to help with the cost of producing the podcast. But we decided a couple of weeks ago, let's, uh, let's go out and have coffee. And, uh, yeah, normally we're in two different studios, different sides of Perth, looking at a screen. But today, let's let's catch up and uh, get through this. But uh, of course, we missed an episode last week. I wasn't feeling on top of the world, so uh, we've got an awful lot of cruise news to get through yes. this week. Um, so much so, we're going to give maritime history a miss, just because we have got that listener question from um, from the UK about the Royal Yacht Britannia. That deserves its own little bit of airspace. Absolutely. And yep. um, we'll, we'll go straight into cruise news of this week, because I think I've got 10 pages of A4 to get through. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot, especially with uh, last week, having, having missed that uh, that week, there's, there's a kind of backup of cruise news this week, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, now, the first bit of news is uh, some sad news that came out uh, probably about a week and a half ago now, when uh, the passing of Gavin McLeod, who of course was the captain on board uh, the Love Boat, which was uh, part of, uh, partly sponsored, I guess, by Princess in mm. some way. Um, but uh, yeah, they put out a statement to acknowledge that you know it was a very, very popular series. Yep. Captain Merrill Stubbing, of course. Uh, sure. Um, yeah, so. I mean, there's no, there's no more sort of synonymous. Um, TV show with the cruise line than there is with uh, Princess and, and the Love Boat. Of course, they're two ships um, that they that they shared there in that role as as a Love Boat, the Pacific and the Island Princess, um, and um, you know Gavin McCloud there as um, as the captain. He was instrumental not only the show but. Uh, as he also was a, an ambassador for Princess Cruises for many years. Yeah, yeah, even up until very, very recently. Um, of course, he celebrated his 90th birthday. Yeah, the, he became uh, an ambassador in 1986. <laughs> right up until... You can probably credit him and the show with probably putting modern-day cruising on, on the map, really. Yeah, for sure. Particularly um, that expansion of cruising, I guess, into 
um, multiple brands. You know, Princess was uh, owned at the, at the time by P&O. They invested very heavily in its expansion and making sure that it was a luxury offering in the US market. Yeah. Um, and that was quite different from what cruising had sort of been seen in the past. It was more of a, um, a step up, I guess, with that Princess offering and what P&O was doing to it. Um, and so by having the show set on the ships, I mean, it was a genius piece of marketing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, we have got some more Princess news that we'll get to a little later in the show. Um, we're going to go over to Hong Kong next because a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about dream cruises, restarting cruises out of mm. Hong Kong, which led to yet another record day. Yeah, I know. We're just breaking, well, cruise lines are just breaking records um, one after another. So, of course, it was the Genting Dream. She's going to be doing her sailings out of Hong Kong, the third ship in the Dream Cruises fleet to restart, the third major sort of hub, because, mm -hmm. of course, they've also got Singapore and um, Taiwan. Um, and yes, so the bookings have officially opened on, um, on the 27th of May, a few, week, uh, few weeks ago now. The close to 90% of the, uh, of the staycation sailings were sold out um, as, as we speak, Baz. Wow, incredible. And we've seen this time and time again as different cruise lines restart in different parts of the world and these record sales days come in. It just shows that you know, there is such demand all over the world for, for this cruising to happen. And we uh, I haven't got it here in the show notes, but of course we had some bad news yesterday. Um, if we were recording this show yesterday, I'd have probably had a few uh, bleeps <laughs> because the Australian government uh, extended or further extended the, uh, we refer to it as the cruise ship and it's not the cruise ship and it refers to a much bigger scenario. Yeah, the, but the, bo the border situation basically where Australia's border is, is closed to international travel. Uh, that impacts of course not only airlines but also the cruise ships. Yeah. So currently in Australia, for those of you who don't know, we only have some, some smaller Australian flagged, um, Australian crewed ships here, but the, the internationally flagged ships, including the fleet of P&O Australia, are still not in Australian waters. Yeah, in some incredible times, it really is. Um, but in slightly better news, um, ScoMo, our, uh, our leader here, he's up in Singapore today, um, talking about a potential bubble, so let's hope that there is a little mm. movement there. Maybe we can sneak up to Singapore and get on a dream cruise, you know? Yeah, I mean, on that topic of dream cruises, I should say that the 90% the uh, uh, booking um, sellout, I suppose, was for the first two voyages, but the rest of the trips through August are at almost 50% capacity already. Yeah, so yeah. The, the demand for cruising, obviously, very high. <laughs> Incredible. Um, heading up into, well, heading up to Europe because it's a European-based brand, but it's actually a new uh, global adventure, a pole-to-pole -pole mm. adventure for Hertie Hooper. <laughs> Yes, 93 days. Would you fancy 93 days? On the, I think it sounds fantastic. I think cope, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's on board the um, Roald Amundsen, which is uh, actually named after an explorer who reached both the North and South Pole. So it's quite a nice like blend there because it's a pole-to-pole -pole voyage. Yep. Um, on this particular trip, you can explore um, from the North Alaska, the Northwest Passage, uh, and Greenland. And then, you know, as you're sailing down around the world, um, on a north-south trajectory. You're taking the Caribbean, the Panama Canal, South American ports, and then of course Antarctica. Yeah. Sounds amazing. Oh, if only I could one leave Australia and number two uh, for 93 days to, to, to be away from the family. Well, with the amount of time that we've been not traveling, Baz, we should have plenty saved up. <laughs> to make up for it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, <laughs> um, back to Princess now. Um, we've just had some great news out of the Princess office here in Australia because they've announced the 2223 Southeast Asia Cruise Dragon, which is incredibly popular normally with Australians. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, it's been sort of customized, I suppose, for Australian passengers um, and with a sort of, um, I guess, an angle looking towards family cruising as well, which is something the Princess does really well. Yeah. Um, and you're talking about traveling throughout Southeast Asia and in the Malaysian Peninsula. 
um, it's going to be aboard the Diamond Princess, which, um, as with all of the princess ships, I understand it, they're all being medallionized during yep, the tours. Right. So um, she'll have that new sort of uh, offering on board. Um, and so, yeah, some of the sort of highlights, um, Baz includes um, visiting UNESCO World Heritage Sites, visiting uh, Phuket, um, Langkawi, um, and then also they've even got voyages that sail specifically over uh, Christmas and New Year's to allow people to have a Christmas experience on board a cruise yeah, ship. Yeah. Something I've never done. Oh, Been there close to Christmas, I've seen the decorations that never <laughs> stayed on board for Christmas Day. Well, we've got to change that yes. this year, hopefully, if we ever get back. The bucket list is getting long. <laughs> <laughs> and the other great thing about Princess um, in Asia as well, you can generally do a shorter cruise or multiple back-to-backs to, to create a longer voyage and rarely mm. repeat a port of call, so that's a nice little touch there. I mean, one of the things I found quite, um, uh, I guess, uh, interesting about the Princess ships that, that I've uh, visited is the kids club and the children's facilities on board which in, in, on many of the ships is done in collaboration with the Discovery Channel yeah, yeah. and so it's a very sort of robust offering which is why when they say that they're catering for family I mean like Princess obviously has that more sort of slightly more luxurious sort of bent to it but it is definitely a, a cruise line that has that family offering as well oh yeah it's something they don't really talk an awful lot about but it's got great facilities definitely there on board. big spaces great um, staff that look after the kids very enthusiastic yeah yeah now we touched on the medallion there, which of course is this new wearable device. Um, um, they've got some new additions, and uh, they touched on this when we spoke to them a couple of weeks ago um, to say that they were going to be adding new features to the medallion. The latest news that literally came out this morning as mm. I was coming to the podcast, um, we has uh, dropped into my inbox. They've they've added this new feature, which is um, crew call, which basically allows you to make an in-person call from your medallion or your medallion-enabled device. Um, to a member of staff or to an automated chat facility to, to get urgent assistance. Okay, so that's um, you know good, I suppose, if you're travelling solo, for example, yeah. you're an yeah. older traveller or um, somebody who, who might need um, some assistance around the ship, you can call for some help. Yeah, and rather than heading down to guest services and having to, to join a line, you can just do it from wherever you are on the ship. Uh, some great features uh, with the medallion. We've spoke about quite a lot over the over the course of the podcast, um, uh, but I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot more about uh, that as well. A lot of technology is being introduced by the cruise lines as well. I mean, yeah. not just in response to, to COVID, but I suppose given that the, uh, uh, the ships have been sort of laid up for, for 12 months, they've been able to use that time to implement some of these technological solutions on board, which would have otherwise required them to be pulled out of service for retrofit. Yeah. So yeah. it kind Prince, of has its advantages. In I think some Princess way. originally had a two-year rollout to get yeah. Italian across the fleet, and they managed to do it in, well, why not? Yeah. in, in pause. 12 months, yeah. <laughs> Um, moving into uh, to Azamora next, they've uh, announced, uh, of course we spoke about this, about their new ship, mm. Azamora Onward. They've yeah. just released the, the deployment and the itineraries for 2022. Yeah, 22 different um, voyages for 2022 in Europe, <laughs> which is quite, uh, quite nicely sort of put together there. Um, and of course, you know, a brand new ship for Azamora, slightly different take on the, on the offering because she's got all those sort of newer features which we spoke about in a previous podcast, so I won't go into it in too much detail here. Um, but her initial uh, voyage, um, or voyages I should say, we'll see a series of um, cruises from between 7 and 15 nights, and it goes to places such as uh, the Black Sea, um, and then also taking in um, some cruises throughout the Mediterranean. Yeah, no, they, they do uh, Europe very well with those uh, as amazing evenings, late stays, overnight departures and things, and that's good to see that that's continuing on with the, the new addition to the fleet there. Um, staying in Europe, um, mm. our good friends at Erosa, we speak about them occasionally in the river uh, cruise mm. section. Yep. Um, they have just 
announced um, more capacity for this season because they're seeing such strong demand from the European markets yeah. getting back onto the European waterways. Yeah, I mean, if you've been following the podcast for a while, you'll know that Arosa's had um, you know ships entering quite early on mm-hmm. um, in in the whole um, restart story. But they'll be having at least um, three quarters of their ships will be deployed throughout this year, which is you know very exciting for them, and it shows the. Uh, demand for river cruising and all the benefits that it brings, which again we've spoken about yeah. at length in the past. Um, first sailing on this new schedule will be um, departing actually just in a few days' time um, on the 16th of June. Um, but they will be taking on sailings throughout the Danube, the Rhine, um, and then also voyages in France uh, later in July. Um, with, with trips out of Paris, so there's all sorts of different opportunities and, and, um, and itineraries for you to choose from. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Sounds, sounds exciting. Interesting that most river cruise operators are starting or restarting on Maduro um, mm. versus uh, the, the German and Austrian waterways, which is the. Oh, it's of course important. Yes, yeah. Um, but uh, good to see that they're coming back all the same. Um, we've got a trifecta of news from MSC, starting off with. Um, Approval from the Catalan government, so Catalonia of course being a province of Spain, um, they have approved a brand new flagship terminal in Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona is definitely becoming a much a very important cruise port and there's lots of talk about Barcelona and we've spoken about it quite a few times. Um, 33 million euros being invested by NSC, um, as the estimate anyway, um, and they are expected to start construction pretty soon and open the new terminal in 2024. Yeah, with 31-year lease there to operate. And uh, I don't know if, if the listeners have been to the, the port of Barcelona and the city of Barcelona. It's a, it's, the port is yeah. so close to the city centre. It's such a good uh, yeah. city to be able to discover. And it's a very, very busy port. So um, and, we've and, also already got a carnival dedicated terminal for yep. the Carnival Corporation. So I'm sure we'll see more of this. Yeah, as and to pick up. they're going to be fitting it out with um, more preparations in the port anyway for LNG bunkering, which yeah. is going to be important because more and more ships are um, LNG powered, including MSC's current new build, uh, the World Europa, yep. um, which will be their first LNG power ship and will be doing cruises out of Barcelona. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, staying with MSC, but moving over to the US, uh, MSC have announced their restart plans for cruising from the US, uh, kicking off in August of this year. Yes, Baz, the Meravelia will start off uh, MSC's US market um, August 2021. And it's interesting actually how many. Uh, cruise lines just in the last two weeks have announced yeah. their US plans now yep. with um, you know some uh, pathways being made available there to restart with the CDC um, allowing these sort of test voyages and, and being coming perhaps a little bit more flexible with uh, yep. um, accommodating cruise lines restarting um, so they'll be doing three and four night cruises from Miami to the Bahamas and uh, it will also include the new um, Ocean Key, which is their private island and marine reserve. Yeah, which kind of finished, it was all finished and finalised probably about a month before yeah. COVID kicked in yeah. and all the pools started. So I guess it's given it a bit of time because they, they did say as beautiful as the island was, the, the yeah. plants and things were quite new at the time. Yeah, so, so it had, it's had time year to, to grow, yeah, yeah. establish itself. And Divinia will also be cruising from Orlando um, in, later in the year, in September. Okay, great news. Um, and lastly, with the, the MSC group, um, there's been talk of this uh, happening for some time, but they've been very um, very good at keeping uh, the details a secret, but they've just announced the name and some small details about their new luxury cruise brand. Um, tell us more. Yeah, so the new brand's going to be called Explorer Journeys, uh, Baz. It's going to be offering um, a luxury bent on, um, on, on sailings under the MSC group. 
Um, their first ship, which is actually going to be the first of four that are yeah. being built by Fincantry, our <laughs> favourite shipyard. We should be sponsored by that. <laughs> I know, exactly. Um, she's due to set sail in 2023, and then they'll be bringing in the other three in consecutive years for 24, 25, and 26. Yeah. Um, they're going to have all sorts of uh, modern technology in terms of their design and their um, amenities and the way that they're constructed, um, including 460 or over 460 oceanfront suites, um, which are sort of their very sort of elegant suite offering with uh, floor-to-ceiling windows and private terraces, that sort of thing. Yeah, and the size um, is pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, 35 square meters. Yeah, yeah, um, and they're 14 decks, so these aren't small ships by any means. I think what they've tried to do is they've tried to take the best of the yacht club off the big ships mm. and really just, just bring it into its own. Yeah. And um, from you know reading some of this here, we've got four pools, which is incredible for a mid-sized ship. There, yeah. sixty-four private cabanas. Uh, one of those pools has got a retractable roof, and they're starting off with seven night cruises. Um, yeah. And uh, these are going to go on sale pretty soon, actually. And if you're wanting to look it up, it's Explorer with an A, E-X-P-L-O-R-A journeys. Ah, I didn't pick up on that. A bit, a bit, of, a, a bit of a play there on um, the usual spelling. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, of course, we've got links to that in the show notes as well. Um, staying in Europe with Carnival's European uh, German brand, Aida, they've just opened up some new sellings, including the Christmas cruises. Yes, Christmas cruises on board Aida Cosma. Um, taking on passengers from the 22nd of December this year. Um, and this is actually interesting because it's a positioning cruise which will get um, the ship from Europe across to, um, to its alternate destinations, but they're using that as an opportunity to sell this Christmas cruise and have this unique special yeah. um, event on board, as well as unique, uh, rather the New Year's Eve, uh, which will take place whilst the ship is anchored in Madeira. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another French, sorry, another European brand, Pernant, have uh, been very strong in their environmental credentials over the years, but they've made a very firm commitment, basically outlining everything from A to Z or A to Z as to, to what they're doing now. We, we haven't got time to go through every single one of them, but there is a few little uh, bullet points there that we can kind of talk about and refer back to the show notes for everything else. Yeah, I mean, as you say, they've already got a very sort of strong environmental commitment. Um, apparently, 60%, for example, of waste that's produced on board is, is currently recycled, but the objective is to raise this by um, you know, a significant amount, up to 85%. Um, where there's no a global rate of only 20%. I know. That's come on, everyone else. You need to get, you need to get up there with, uh, uh, with a higher rate of, um, of recycling. That, that, is, um, that, that is for sure. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, they treat, for example, all the wastewater mm -hmm. on their ships um, and they also have been working to reduce or to shorten their supply chains, meaning that obviously the, the um, impact on the environmental um, yeah. footprint, the, the, the transportation, the, the distance in which food and beverage have to travel has been reduced, so therefore they're helping reduce their carbon footprint. Yeah. Um, and they've even been carbon neutral already since September 2019. They have offset 150% of their, their current carbon emissions. And of course, their members are on board all the different committees around the world to make sure that cruise lines are yeah. held accountable and do the right things for everywhere in which they visit. 
They said they've invested over a billion euros on building the youngest fleet of small ships, so, yeah. or luxury ships anyway. Yeah. Um, and they've got 10 of them now. It's incredible, yeah. I, know. They're, they're back in, I remember when they were kind of first came out here in Australia, they had three very small ships, pretty much unheard of, and all of a sudden they were pretty much dominating in that small ship uh, space there. Um, Holland America have also come out with some news this week. They, uh, they had some news about the uh, Spirit of Hawaii in Mexico cruises for 22-23. Yeah, so uh, beginning um, in, or well, starting this October, well, actually, no, sorry, starting next October, I'm on the wrong year. October 22. Um, <laughs> and going through that, yeah, it feels like 22, the amount of time we've been waiting for the cruise to restart here, isn't it, guys? Um, so, sorry, yeah, so beginning in um, October and then going through to March of 2023, um, there's... Uh, uh, an offering of a Mexican Riviera voyages or a circling Hawaii where you can sort of go around Hawaii. Yeah. Um, which sounds, sounds very exciting. The Mexican voyages are round trip from San Diego. Mm. Um, and um, there's actually one particular one which is a five day cruise that also calls at um, two, two separate ports in Mexico that the other ones, um, that other ones don't. Okay. Yeah, because normally a seven-day cruise goes to the three ports of Puerto Vallarta, Mazatlan, and Cabo San Lucas, but uh, that, that mm. one-off. Oh, it's a Christmas departure, that one-off, so uh, yes. you'd uh, get the chance there to uh, celebrate Christmas in uh, Mexico. Yes, exactly. Um, and then with Hawaii, Baz, um, it's round trip from San Diego again, um, so that's quite a long um, uh, you know, duration. The, the cruises range from 16 to 18 days, yep. um, and you know, obviously allow you to experience not only Hawaii, but we'll also make um, a call in Mexico on the way back, which yep. is, of course, part of that US regulation where foreign flagships do have to make that international call. Yeah, I guess unlike Norwegian, who uh, can home port and just circumnavigate Hawaii, whole yeah. America does have to do it a little bit differently, well, having those sea days in every direction. Norwegian can only do that with their, with their ship, Pride yeah. America, because yeah. she's flagged in the US. Now let's bring it back home to Australia briefly. Um, Coral Expeditions, who we've been speaking about, in fact, it doesn't seem too long ago, we were talking to them on the side of the wharf down in Fremantle. Yeah, um, that's right. Yes, as, as they were setting off on their first uh, Western Australian voyage there. Yeah, well, they've come out with their 22 departures um, and including additional sailings for the Kimberley. So I think mm. that takes them to three ships now. Um, yeah. But also coming out with 2023 itineraries for the Kimberley I as know, well. it's amazing, isn't it? 26 seasons in the Kimberley, so they're very experienced with it. Um, they'll be doing 10-night voyages between uh, Darwin and Broome. Um, they'll be offering dates in April and May of 2022 of a Geographer. And uh, this has been done to ensure that the ships are there for the waterfall season yep, in, yep. In, the, in the north, which is you know, one of the highlights of that region. And then of course, 2023, April through October, um, voyages are available. And um, one of the things that you should note about Coral Expeditions is that they're currently carrying only 99 passengers mm -hmm. and have an Australian crew, which is yep. Australian flagged small ships, which is why they're allowed to sail in Australian waters. Yeah, one of the few that are, of course. Um, and lots of other itineraries as well, including across the top, uh, off to the Rolly Shoals, um, and even cruises down the, the great south coast. But again, uh, all those details are in the, the show notes there. We touched on earlier some news with different cruise lines opening, uh, announcing their operations and the restarts for the US. Mm -hmm. uh, Celebrity came out with um, a whole update as to what's happening with their fleet. Yep. Um, and we've got a, quite a few ships that are coming back into service here. Yes, for sure. I mean. The first um, one, I suppose, we should, we've already mentioned Celebrity Edge, yeah, of course, which yeah. is, of course, the making headlines. Um, Celebrity Equinox will also begin um, US sailings. 
um, from Fort Lauderdale in July. And then they've got a whole heap that are sort of lined up to recommence. Um, Millennium, for example, doing Caribbean itineraries, um, Celebrity Summit, um, again, also Western Caribbean. Um, Celebrity Apex will be undertaking uh, Greek Isles itineraries. Yeah. Uh, and she's brand new, so yeah. that'll be... Uh, having to reposition her back over to, to Europe, I suppose, for that. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> um, Celebrity Edge, as we mentioned, already, already got an itinerary out of the US, but we'll also be concentrating um, on the Caribbean, um, both Western and Eastern. Silhouette will be selling UK. Um, and Celebrity Flora um, will be doing the Galapagos, which is part of their um, expedition offering. Yeah, it should be the first of those three ships heading into the Galapagos, followed by Celebrity Expedition and Celebrity Exploration from yes. July and September as well. So that takes it to nine of their current 14 ships back into uh, to operation this year and I'm sure we'll, we'll get further updates in the coming weeks as to what will happen with the remaining ships. Yep. Um, staying with the US restart, Norwegian Cruise Lines have also uh, updated uh, what will be happening uh, with some of their ships, Yep. Uh, starting off with Norwegian Encore. Yeah, that's true. Um, so Encore is going to be making her, uh, she's their newest ship. Mm -hmm. um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. She's their newest ship. She'll be uh, making her first voyages from Seattle on the 7th of August of this year. Um, and then they're currently preparing to sail from Miami uh, from August of 2021 as well. Mm. So there's a bit of a, a, a switch around here um, as well with NCL, just moving some of their ships to service the different markets. So for example, Encore will be replacing Norwegian Bliss in Alaska mm -hmm. in the Northern Hemisphere summer. Yep. Um, and then um, Norwegian Gem is also going to be undertaking seven night cruises um, from the, in, into the Caribbean starting from uh, August of 2021 and then four day voyages to, Bahama, to the Bahamas in November. Yeah, then we've got Norwegian Breakaway uh, out of Bermuda from September 26, Norwegian Bliss for the Mexican Riviera, um, we've got Norwegian Escape um, from Port Canaveral and Encore, as you've already touched on there, will of course uh, be heading up into yeah. Alaska. Um, again, staying with more US updates, we've got a, <laughs> a huge update here from Royal Caribbean as to what they're going to be up to. I guess we just take it ship by ship. Yeah, so Freedom of the Seas um, will be doing three to four night voyages um, in the Bahamas and also pulling into their Coco Cay uh, yeah. private island. And those are sailings from Miami. Uh, Odyssey of the Seas, six and eight nights, um, both Southern and Western Caribbean, and those are departing from Fort Lauderdale. Mm -hmm. uh, the Serenade of the Seas, she'll be concentrating on Alaskan voyages from Seattle, Yep. and that's starting in July. Uh, Allure of the Seas, seven night Western and Eastern Caribbean itinerary, so you can take your pick, um, and departing from Port Canaveral. Of course, and then we've got a nation that we spoke about previously up in Alaska. She'll be there from August 13th, taking in the beautiful sights of Alaska there. We've got Sympathy Seas also heading uh, to the Western Caribbean from Miami starting middle of August. Independence of the Seas also in Western Caribbean, this time from Galveston, Texas though, from 15th of August. And then Marin of the Seas is going to be out on three and four night Bahamas cruises, including either Perfect Day at Coco Cay, um, starting August 23. And then, of course, we've got other things happening elsewhere mm. in the world that we've spoken about you know, quite a few weeks ago now. We've yeah. got Harmony How many of the Seas of, yeah. in Europe. Harmony of the Seas in Europe, yep, exactly. Uh -huh. um, and uh, Adventure of the Seas will also be um, d doing sailings departing from the Bahamas and Anthem of the Seas um, out of the UK and Jewel of the Seas from Cyprus. <laughs> Take a breath. If you are travelling on Royal Caribbean, 
this year, leave us a comment. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us where you're off to. Tell us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and give it, I think we need to start getting some more people doing these cruise reviews now, Baz. Yeah, it's about time. time. We're going to be speaking to Emma. Uh, um, I had to postpone our recording, but uh, she, of course, got off the, the first of the MSC cruise. We're going to touch base with her next week. She'll be yeah, next week's show. And if anybody else is on a cruise at the moment or has got something locked in, I know we've got a couple of um, Cunard reviews in the pipeline when they've uh, happened. Yeah. Um, Paolo coming back to, uh, to give some reviews on that. Um, now we are off to uh, to the UK now. We're speaking about Saga, which yeah. of course Spirit of Discovery is going to be their first ship to relaunch, and they are currently in the throes of putting crew on the ship as we speak. Absolutely, yes. I mean, Spirit of Discovery, and then their new ship, of course, Spirit of Adventure. Both of them very new in terms of yeah. um, the global fleet. I mean, Spirit of Discovery was only um, put into service in July of 2019. Only been sailing for a very brief period of time when COVID um, commenced. Um, so she will see her um, itineraries resume from Tilbury uh, on the 27th of June with six-night Scottish Highland cruises, mm, nice. which is very, very lovely. Um, and then um, she'll also be doing Northern Isles and, and voyages to the fjords in July, um, as well as a great British Isles adventure in later July, later in July, which is a 14-night cruise, which sounds quite awesome. Yeah. Now, these two ships, Spirit of Discovery and Spirit of Adventure, both just, just shy of a thousand guests, 999 passengers across 554 cabins. Um, so, you know, obviously new fancy ships, a great change for the Saga offering. Yeah. And something I think a lot of people are very interested to, to try out and get back on board. Something very different. I wonder whether they'll actually make it into a Scottish port. Uh, I don't know if you saw in the I news did. overnight. Yes, I did. Oh dear. Uh, I think it was uh, MSC Virtuoso was denied access to the Scottish ports and there's yes. been a bit of a pour from, from the cruise fans and uh, cruisers around the UK as to how that can possibly happen yeah. given that everything is, is supposedly approved. Who knows? Government. It was quite, not even quite, a, quite, a, um, quite a stir, wasn't it? Yeah. It was just yeah. literally there at the, at the entrance and was refused entry. Yeah, yeah. crazy yeah. times, crazy times. Which leads me very angrily into the next situation uh, where um, obviously we've got uh, ScoMo, our, our premier, off to uh, the GA7 summit, which is actually using a cruise ferry <laughs> to accommodate the various police forces from around the world to make this G7 summit happen. So without a ship, the G7 summit couldn't happen. Yes, I know. Isn't that strange <laughs> to think that um, there's a thousand uh, people will be uh, housed on board one of these cruise ferries, um, 60,000 ton ship. And, uh, and we say ferry very loosely. She's quite a luxurious ferry. She's more of a cruise true, ship than a ferry. Exactly. Um, and it is interesting, though, Baz, as well, because around the world, whilst the cruise ships were um, uh, laid up, mm -hmm. many of the cruise ferries of considerable size yeah. stayed in service. Yeah. I mean, when you look at a 66,000 gross ton ferry, yeah. that's twice the size of Lusitania. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, I know they're different areas and different designs and all that sort of thing, but... Yeah, I can think um, of some decent-sized cruise ships that they, are still in operation of that size, so... And in fact, in, in his, historically, um, some some big ferries have actually been converted into cruise ships. Yeah, there yeah. was a, a Viking Serenade, I think it was, for yeah. Royal Caribbean, yeah. which started its life as a cruise ferry, and it had a very... Um, 
squared stern because that's where the car deck used to be. Yeah, yeah. And she was a successful cruise ship for years, so mm. sometimes they are interchangeable. Yeah. And even yeah. in Australia, the spirit of Tasmania, yep. it's been sailing between yep. Melbourne and, and Hobart yep. and, uh, and Launceston during the cruise ban. Because let's face it, the Tasmania couldn't really exist without that, that no, exactly. freight connection of some yeah, description. Yeah, yeah. So. And, and um, getting vehicles to Tasmania, there's yeah. no other way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Crazy times, but uh, lots of, even though we're ending there on a bit of a, a, a downer, Debbie Downer. Um, well, just look outside of the view. <laughs> yeah. We're sitting here at a, at a, at a boat harbour. We can see the people walking past. It's like being on holiday. There's, uh, yep, there's a couple of yachts, yachts over, the over there. Corner. Seagulls flying by. We may as well be on holiday. <laughs> exactly. It's not that bad. No, it's not. It's not. And uh, that kind of rounds us out for, for cruise news of this week now. Once again, we will answer the, the listener question in next week's show all around um, the Royal Yacht Britannia, Britannia of course. Yes, absolutely. Um, but of course, you're always busy elsewhere in the world doing various different things. What's happening in the world of YouTube for Chris Frame this week? So um, YouTube, we've actually been doing quite a lot of planning about some ma new maritime history videos. Oh. So over the next few weeks, you're going to start to see a slight change um, to the content. There will obviously be the cruising stuff as well. We're sort of delving into some of the historical things about why ships were built the way they were built, yeah. different parts of the ships that um, you might be interested in how they work mechanically, yep. what their story was behind evolution, such as um, bringing in technologies and engines and that sort of thing. Yep. Focusing a bit on that for the next few weeks. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. And of course, the last couple of weeks, you've also been doing um, the your, your top three or top five yeah. cruise stories, where you've delved a little bit deeper than we can do here in the podcast, yeah. and obviously well, got some nice images there. But a little bit of a crossover, but also putting some images to it, which yeah. is nice. So the, the last video that's up there was um, covers off on, on some stuff about Norwegian Prima yep. in a little bit more, Norwegian Prima I should say, yep. in a little bit more detail um, and also talking a bit about Celebrity Edge and what she's doing as yeah. well as Genting Dream's resumption yep. of cruising which kind of links in with what we were talking about here. Brilliant, yeah. oh, I like it. Of course the link to Chris's YouTube show is always in uh, the, the show notes of each and every podcast. Head to thebigcruisepodcast.com and uh, click on episode 59 or any episode in fact to, to get access to that uh, link to Chris's YouTube page. Um, and that also reminds us of how you can get in touch, whether you want to uh, organize a cruise review, which we very warmly welcome. We want to hear your excitement about getting back out into the ocean. Head to the, the bigcruisepodcast.com. In the top right-hand corner, there is a section called Join the Show, and that's where you can send through uh, your cruise ship uh, review that you want to partake in. And it's really easy, and you don't need heaps of technology. You literally need an internet connection, and it's literally just a chat uh, with us to, uh, to, to better understand your experience on board. And likewise, if you have got a question that you want myself or Chris to have a little look at, be more than happy to do so. There was a couple that came through this week, but uh, I haven't had a chance to uh, to share them with Chris just yet. I know there was quite a few questions on social media around um, why Australia hasn't restarted cruising, which wow. <laughs> that's anybody's guess. <laughs> I think you need to send that to the Australian government, those questions. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it's a, a big one though, and all we can hope is that there is some uh, pathway forward in the, the foreseeable future, and that uh, well, let's live and hope that there will be cruising, if not in time for Christmas, certainly for the the, Europe, the Australian summer season, uh, which uh, kicks off big style, I guess, from, from January through to March. Chris, it is always a pleasure, mate. It's great to actually be out and yeah, about doing it in person. And let's get some feedback if you like. I mean, it's a different scenario. It's quite noisy where we are. But if you like this kind of podcast and you'd rather this than us being in a sterile kind of studio environment, then uh, let us know. We can yeah. we can do more of this for sure. I suppose we need to go back now and check that the audio has actually worked. But don't, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, and thanks so much to those device. listeners who did uh, shout us the coffee today. It, yes. was, uh, it was quite a treat. Yes, it was. Yeah. Thanks again. Thanks again. Cheers, Chris. We will catch up again at the same time next week. Thanks, Baz. Take care. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe 
and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time, bon voyage. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.